Hello and welcome to Fringe Binge. I'm your host Phil Ellis and it's episode 9 and I can't believe that the weather in Edinburgh is still incredible. It's a beautiful sunny day. Uh, sadly that only encourages street performers to continue their line of work. And I'm saying work in inverted commas. Today on the show we don't have one, we don't have two, we don't have four, we have three incredible acts. I sit down and have a lovely chat with Jambi McGrath and Yuriko Katani. We chat about the Edinburgh shows and we chat a little bit about lockdown. There's loads to look forward to. And then after that lovely chat, you'll be thinking, wow, what a great episode. What value for money? And I've paid nothing. And then pow, I come at you with Kate Barron, a Canadian comedian who now lives in London and is up in Edinburgh doing a debut hour at the Tron. Hope you enjoy the show. Two, one, two, one, two. Eureka, uh, can we get your levels, please? Uh, check, check, check. Today I had uh, blueberries. Nice. Yes. Good to know. Thank you. <laughs> That's. I'm keeping that in. Jamie, <laughs> <laughs> uh, can we get your levels, please? And I had uh, blueberries and strawberries. Wow. <laughs> oh <my. laughs> wow. Okay. Thanks for listening, guys. Tune in next week. Yeah, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> what a show. <laughs> but uh, I should say, first of all, I'm joined by Jamie McGrath and Yuriko Katani. Hello. Hello, guys. Hello. Hi. Thank you for joining me. It's <laughs> a pleasure. Thank you for having us. No, it's, it's wonderful. It was, uh, so, so we got off to a great start. Uh, you were here earlier. Uh-huh. I came in late, sweating. Yeah. And uh, the assembly didn't know anything about the podcast. <laughs> and we're trying to eject you off the premises. So, but we've sorted out a very, very lovely um, mm. lady called Jenny has sorted us out. So we're now in a sort of, uh, I think, a corridor. <laughs> With lots of pipes. I think she's put us in the basement, really. Near the, but there's a really cool disco ball next to us. Yeah. Jambi, would you please tell me what, what the name of your show is, what time it's on, and what your venue is? So, yeah, uh, my show is called Black Black, and it's at 5.50 every day until the 28th, except the 15th. And it's at the Pleasance Baby Grand. The Baby Grand? What's that, uh, what's that like? Uh, Baby Grand as a venue? Oh, it's lovely. You know, it's a shipment container, which is nice. amazing. And, <laughs> and it's, <laughs> you know, it's got everything that you need for a show. It's got seating and lights and, uh, and yeah. aircon. So it, it's lovely. Well, that's be- yeah, that reminds me of Cave. You've done very well. Yeah. You, never, you never think you'd have so much fun in a shipping container, would you? Oh, my God. <laughs> Seriously, I, it's, it's, it's the best orgy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be going to that 10 to 6. <laughs> My show, I'm clashing with my show, but I'll cancel mine. No one's coming anyway. Eureka, um, <laughs> would you please tell us um, the name of your show, uh, the time it's on, and what venue? Yes, uh, my show is called Kaiju About, and uh, it's at uh, 7.10 at Pleasant's Ten Dome. Every day except the same day, uh, 15th. I'm off on the 15th as well. Let's go, let's go, let's go to a fairground. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something yeah. Nice. let's do that. Yes, <laughs> yes. Or oh, I heard that there's a cat cafe. A cat cafe. Oh, in let's Edinburgh. go and stroke pussy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what you do in the shipping container, isn't it? Come on. It's supposed to be your day off. <laughs> this is the bluest podcast we've done so far. <laughs> so, Jambi. Yeah. Um, what is the? I, I was. I mean, your your shows. Uh, it's, it, what's great is it, it, when you read the blurb. You mention all of these really quite dark subjects, yeah. and, and then you go, "Which is the best material for comedy?" But yeah. that's a great thing to see that, and then you go, "Well, this is not really like any other show that I'm seeing this year." 
How, how are people taking the darker subject matter in Edinburgh? How have you found that going down? People yeah. love it because mm. there's a lot of show in, in Edinburgh where really they're just talking about things like, you know, quite lighthearted stuff. Mm. And they like to have a, a story with meaning. Yeah. So, yeah, pe people seem to really enjoy it. They thought that it would be a lot more depressing than it is yeah. because it's being woven in. It's a story. Yeah, yeah. People have always loved stories. So people like, uh, they, they say they like the structure, they like the thread, there's loads of laughs in it. Mm. And ultimately, people live thinking. Because that's what's great about Edinburgh. There's so many different types of yeah. shows. Yeah. You know, that if you want an hour of just watching people throw, you know, fall <laughs> over and do clowning, you know, you you can do that. Yeah. If you mm -hmm. want to engage a little bit more with yeah. something, yeah. you can go and, and, and do that. And, and to leave thinking from a show is great. Yeah. And even if you're a bit like, oh, that's really quite a dark. You know, there's some bits that it's you go, oh, I can go over here now and watch a juggler. It's that's that's great. Have you found that you've ever had to take? Have you found a moment where you go? I can't put a laugh in there, or do you always find a way to make something? Sometimes, um, you know, if it's serious, just say it. And uh, if, if you feel that there's an opportunity for a joke, then say it. Mm. Uh, because even the depth of whatever, people always laugh. Because in my show, I'm talking about my, my, my comparing myself to my grandmother. Mm. You know, mm. I'm here traveling the world and seeing everything. My grandmother was in a concentration camp. Mm. And my mm. grandmother, uh, really, if you ask anybody who knew her they would tell you just about how hilarious she was yeah. because mm -hmm. even in that environment people used to sneak into her house in a concentration camp to listen to her tell jokes really? Love it. Well, yeah, because you would think <gasps> oh. people would be crying all the time oh. but this was defiance uh, because they they decided that you can take away my rights, my ability to look after my children, my ability to feed myself. You can take everything away, but you can never ever take my spirit and my soul. Mm -hmm. And those women would literally drop dead uh, and never ever give up and never ever get let themselves be conquered. So, uh, and the laughter was the best defiance for my grandmother because people still came to laugh the night off, even knowing that their children are starving and they themselves were starving to death, literally. Wow. Uh, and uh, they just kept laughing. That's amazing. I can't mm. believe that your grandmother got better numbers and I'm getting in Edinburgh I in know. a concentration camp. <laughs> I know. <laughs> got no one coming to my venue. <laughs> Queuing around the block for your grandma. And the thing is that her audience, like if they were caught, they would get punished. They would be punished really? and they mm. still risked it. Like um, I, I'm having to nearly pay audiences to come and see me. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's such a powerful... I love it. Uh, Eureka, yours is... Um, Kaji. Kaji. Kaiju. 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 I practised it. I thought I got it right. Almost, almost. I was really confident about it. Oh, almost. Yeah. I was confident until I started trying to say it. And I went, oh, I, bet I got it wrong. I pressed the little audio. I'd listen to some clips. Because I have heard of Kaiju. Kaiju. Which is uh, it's a mythical monster. Is that right? Have I got yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's it's about uh, yes, the blueberries. Blueberries, such a bloody blueberries. So, what can you tell us what the show's about? Uh, so it's it's a sh <laughs> show. It's about uh, my, myself basically. Um, so uh, I have a question to everybody. So uh, when someone asks you what the show is about, and uh, um, uh, how. How, what's the best way to 
say it in a very short sentence, but in a very... Well, I don't um, know. It's definitely not this, though, Eureka. <laughs> 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 try to uh, <laughs> no say pressure, this in, no a, in a, okay uh, the shortest way which is uh, so um, <laughs> me a uh, ja- Japanese person uh, living in uh, London so how did when did you move to London Eureka um, long so I've been here for uh, 17 years now right yes so ha- 17 so, years. Yeah, so uh, I love uh, living in London, but uh, sometimes I think so. You know, we we all know like uh, living in the big cities quite mm. yeah t- tough. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. I had to leave. Yeah. Are, you, are you are you based in London as well, Jambi? I am. Uh, when did you move to London? Oh, uh, I've been here for a long time. Yeah. I was 19. 19. Eight, yeah, 18, just bordering on 19. Mm. Yeah. Oh right, yeah. 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 So yeah. How, how did? Because I, I think we both. I met both of you at gigs in Manchester. Yeah. So, uh, because when did so when did you start, Eureka? You start. I met you quite early on, I think, because you, you won the BBC New Comedy Award 2015. Yes, is that right? Yes, 2015. That's right. Yes. Yeah, which is incredible. Yeah. And, and, and oh, that, that's a big yeah. achievement. So yeah, I don't think I've even got invited to a heat. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get past the email stage. <laughs> you go and win it. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Uh, you, Jabba, you won Hackney New Act. I did, and that yeah. was in uh, 2019. Yeah, that's another amazing. I don't. Again, I don't think I got accepted onto the <laughs> today. <laughs> really knocking my ego with this. Everyone's out selling me. <laughs> so that's an incredible achievement, really. So you, you won that in 2015, but when was oh, your first yes. gig? So I started in 2014. Right, also yes, it's really yeah, soon yeah. into yes. the so, journey, amazing. Yes, so I was, uh, couldn't believe it the way it amazing. happened. It was like, yeah, just blew my mind. And did you um, find that that opened a lot of doors? Uh, yes, and also for myself as well, like, uh, mm. like I thought, oh, I never thought that I can achieve such a thing. Cause, uh, yeah, in the past, I've never, I don't think I've ever achieved anything that, like, something so like incredible yeah and, yeah yeah and the same with when you won the hackney new act of the year jambi mm. was that like um was that something that you'd ever thought about that you could possibly win was it never. How, and it was just <laughs> never no. like because i i never win anything mm. right. so I- even when i got through the heat i was like oh um, even I had I had even double booked the day for the final because I thought <laughs> oh really which <laughs> <laughs> kick well, because because I thought like I never even get through anywhere and then I won it wow. and I was like huh mm. so it was yeah it was such a such an incredible thing mm. because in my mind I had already told myself there's no way I was gonna win because I just never win anything yeah. and then I just couldn't believe it. You were in 2015, so you've got a while to. That's great, and then you, all these opportunities arise. Because and and then and then you won in 2019, and then the world shut down. <laughs> Which is, I mean, oh, that must have been really no. frustrating to be like. You know what's so weird though, mm. is that um, it, when everything shut down, mm. things started happening for me. Oh really? Oh, so it, it didn't hold you back too much, no? Mm. Uh, my book was published in 2020. Yes, the, your book, which is called Through the Leopard's Gaze. Yes, so Through yeah. the Leopard's Gaze was, mm. was published in 2020. Brilliant. And, and because uh, everything shut down, a lot of producers had time and production houses had time to actually read it. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, because normally people are so busy, they're like, oh, yeah, you know. 
but people had time to read it. So it was yeah. optioned, and mm. so things really actually started to happen oh, for me incredible. because it was, things went shut down. Uh, yeah, so lockdown for me actually <laughs> was a really good thing. Right, good, good, but yeah. Erika, how was your lockdown? I'm, part of the show is about, mm. obviously, I'm guessing you've not actually got a kaiju literally in the show. <laughs> it's more <laughs> of a metaphor. I'm guessing it's more of a metaphor. <laughs> of some kind. Yes. Did so you find it a difficult time? So I did a... A uh, uh, lot of self-care. Um, yeah. Yes, I talk about uh, in the show as well. But uh, yes, the sel- self-care mm-hmm. and uh, um, try to do be like a nice uh, to yourself. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, um, because um, yeah, like b- before lockdown, like we were always on the roads and yeah, mm-hmm. trying to go to the gig, as uh, Jambi said, like uh, no time to um, just sit down and then, yeah. Did you have, were you, did you have like a little outdoor space or anything, was it? Was uh, parks, a lot of parks yes, in yes. London, isn't it? Um, <laughs> you yeah. never knew. So uh, before lockdown, I didn't know that there are so many uh, like uh, parks and woods and forest in yeah. London. Mm-hmm. So I was like, uh, yeah, walking around and uh, yes, and also um, the narrow, uh, Alleyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what well, you're hanging around no, no, narrow no, alleyways. No, no, <laughs> it's not very relaxing, Eureka. <laughs> yes, uh, like, uh, so I made money during the lockdown. Narrow dark alleyway. <laughs> <laughs> so you heard it as a top tip, Eureka. You want to relax? Get yourself down the dark alleyway. Yeah. Getting to uh, Edinburgh shows. Eureka, you've been up before. You've mm-hmm. done a th- which. What number show are you on now? Uh, so as a solo well, a solo show, this is my second yeah. So I've done the Pleasant Reserve, like with us three mm-hmm. other comics and yeah. then working progress shows and then I did the, the first debut show in two thousand nineteen. Was that at the bus? Uh, so I did a working progress show at the beautiful uh, cocktail bar Dragonfly and then and also yes on on the bus and it was right, so yeah. fun super fun yeah, yeah yeah it's a top deck um for people who don't know it's the top deck of a, a double decker bus that's yeah. usually part near the underpass that goes to the pleasant's dome and back down to the caves where i reside <laughs> with three three scared <laughs> audience members every day the jab yeah. is this your um how many Edinburgh shows have you brought up uh this this is my seventh your seventh because yeah. i know you've been you've been up a few times but mm-hmm. is it, have you had any stinker of a year have you had one year where it's just you've gone this is the last time i can't do this again you know like yeah. the first time i remember when i did a ticketed show uh i found that to be so destroying because i when you do like the free fringe you know people just come because yeah. they don't have to pay anything and then they will pay whatever they want at the end and the, the first time i i think i was with just a tonic mm. <laughs> trying to sell tickets and then one day I emerged from behind the curtain and there was one woman and I was like okay (laughs) somebody had said to me you must always perform if somebody has taken trouble to come and see you Mm. and I was like I am performing for you and if you walk out I will follow you (laughs) (laughs) sounds quite like a threat to be honest (laughs) (laughs) she's she's throughout (laughs) I'll I'll find uh, you. Uh, uh, <laughs> like Liam Neeson in Taken. <laughs> I'll find you. And I will perform to you. <laughs> I have a set of skills. <laughs> that could be the new show. <laughs> How I held a woman hostage. <laughs> With comedy. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's so nice to talk to you both. I do appreciate you taking the time to come and speak to me. And uh, Jambi, find your moment <laughs> in between. 
<laughs> in between the banging. Please, one more time, what is the name of your show? What time is it on and what's the venue? So my show is Black Black. It's at 5.50 every day. It's at the Pleasance uh, Courtyard in Baby Grand. Excellent. And you recap one more time, please. Would you tell yes. us the name of your show, what time it's on and where it's on it? Yes, uh, it is called uh, Kaiju About and it's at 7.10 at Pleasance Ten Dome. Excellent. Every day except the 15th. Wonderful. Yes. Yes. And on that note, <laughs> as... As that man tumbles down the stairs in the background. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, guys. I'd, I'd have a wonderful festival. <laughs> well, thank you for having us. Thank you very much that for having us. Thank you. After chatting to Jambi Yuriko, I packed up my little pod track four and I scuttled my way to another bar to chat to the wonderful Kate Barron, a Canadian comedian who is over doing a debut hour at Just the Tonic, the Tron. Hope you enjoy the chat. I'm sat in the assembly bar. I'm joined by Kate Barron. Hello. How Hi, are Kate. You? Uh, I'm all right, thank you. Yes, I'm all right. It's um, you're saying that we're sat in this bar, and I've been each time I've started an interview in here, someone mm. started doing a, a deep tissue massage over there. What? <laughs> yeah, then a Dachshund came in one day, knocked all my leads over, <laughs> and then a group of people just came in and started having like the best catch up at such a volume. We're doing all right. Yeah, we're okay. There's no one around us right now. And we'll just be so loud and obnoxious that they'll want to leave anyway. Oh, yeah. That's my specialty. Well, that's what all comedians' specialties <laughs> Being obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, talking loudly about themselves. Yeah, exactly. That's why we have these 12-foot posters. Yeah. Uh, Kate, this is your Edinburgh debut. Yes. And you're on at the Tron. I'm on at the Tron every night at 9 p.m. 9 p.m. Excellent. And we were just saying it's it's that um, you feel like you've broken a mirror before you came. <laughs> it's just logistical issues. Just some logistical issues. Yeah. The kinks are being worked out slowly. Yeah, and it's and I think it, in a way it's probably quite good to get all this to to That's the realization what I'm that for. it's yeah that it's not going to be a smooth yeah journey for the month. Yeah. You know, have you ever heard the thing like? If a woman has an awful pregnancy, she'll have an easy baby, or an easy pregnancy means an awful baby. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I feel like this is my awful pregnancy, and then as soon as we get into the real run, easy, easy no going. No problem, child. That's, that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> if it is up for adoption. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this show is, so it's, yeah, it's your, it's your debut. Have you done shows at any other festivals, or is this the first This full is hour? the first big one, because I was supposed to debut here in 2020, and I've done... Well, I've done and why didn't you? You left. Yeah, well, <laughs> You lazy piece of shit. Can I swear on that? Yeah, you can oh, do okay, okay. Oh, mate, I've been saying some terrible things. Okay, good, good. <laughs> I was supposed to do it in 2020. I was also, right before I was going to come here, was going to do the Melbourne Comedy Festival. But again, that was right before lockdown happened. And I was like, I'm getting out of this country and I'm going to Melbourne, whether it kills me. And they were like, no, it'll actually kill you. Don't leave the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, you'll kill us. Stay yeah. right <laughs> So I haven't done it. And what's interesting is the show, I mean, interesting to me, the show that I had ready to go for 2020 is completely different than the show I have now. And I'm yeah. so thankful for it. It's a completely different show. It's much better now. I was going to do an, a club hour, basically, mm. in 2020. And now this is a really personal, um, intimate hour. I mean, filled with dick jokes and awful things. Thank but God. Thankfully, I'm not just one of those comedians <laughs> that doesn't so have any actual then. jokes in their hour. Thank God. Um, but it has, it has, it's just more, a lot more authentic. Yeah. Well, that seems good because um, it's weird because I come up to Edinburgh and I love coming and doing shows up here and I, and I like to do something a bit different for that. But we are 
club comics. Because we were trying to remember if we have, well, I don't think we have ever worked no, together. I, though, you, you know how I recognize you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> is how uh, I saw your picture and I was like, I've definitely gigged with him before because of your leather jacket. I was right. like, I remember that leather jacket. It implanted into my brain. I it, know we've done a gig somewhere together. I don't know where, that. though. Or maybe like a weird just a tonic gig in the middle of like in Reading or some fucking place. So. Yeah, I would think so. Because well, you do bump into people on the circuit. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. But we gig so many people. And I mean, you're well. just like a brown haired white guy. So how am I supposed to remember you? Well, not on this podcast. I've been saying I'm black. When did you move to? Look, you live in London now. Yes, I yeah. live in London. And when did you move there? Was I it? moved in March of 2019. So I had one right. full year pre-lockdown of gigging and doing all of that and I was loving it like it was it was great I was doing 10 12 shows a week normally yeah. uh, and while working as a full-time day job as well so. oh right but what was the day job so I worked for an events company that would do basically corporate training right and then that went away during the pandemic of you course. lost everything <laughs> I did lose Terrific. everything but I managed to immediately I didn't have any um, any time at all because I'm an immigrant and I, I'm not entitled to public funds so I had to get a, a job leave means leave mate yeah exactly <laughs> So I went and started, I became the head of operations for a charity and I ran that uh, okay. throughout the pandemic, which was really good because it was a charity that helps Londoners struggling with debt. And also just the sh- just having a purpose every day to yes. get up and do something. Makes yeah, and we were really busy and I got to, actually I hired a hundred people in the last year and a half and wow. being able to do that and actually give people jobs who've been laid off and really great people, it just all felt like I was... I was actually doing something. I wasn't just sitting at home yeah. and living off of furlough money, which I wish I was, but I was not. Oh, I had a great time. Uh, I, uh, so I'm jealous. Joking. Every comedian I ran into was like, I'm so bored. And I'd be like, fuck you. I it's, wish I was bored. Yeah, yeah. I like the fact that you were helping people's lives and we were all going, oh, look, buy me a coffee and I'll send you a T-shirt that I've made with crayons. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I was reading the description of the show yeah. and it says that you lost 13 stone yeah. since you were last on set. So that was during the pandemic, you lost 13 yeah. stone. Yeah, I lost 13 and a half stone. I wow. ha- have to get in the half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, every little bit, yeah. I went through a lot. I had a lot of stuff going on. And then during the pandemic, being away from all my family and friends in a different country and I you couldn't travel and I couldn't do comedy. And I feel like I was one of those go, go, go people that's mm. like a lot of comedians who if we slow down and we have to listen to our own thoughts for too long and it's, it's too much. Mm. And the pandemic forced me to do that. And I just thought I need to get it together. And COVID really scared me. And I just, I didn't want to be a sick older person. Like I wanted to be healthy and I didn't and I was really high risk because I 13 and a half stone is a lot I was very big mm. and if I had gotten it I it could have been you know really bad for me yeah and I would have thought a lot of people put weight on so what yeah. did you, how did you what did you do to combat that because not go the way that we all did <laughs> no I mean I did put weight on at the oh, start you of did. the pandemic oh, I, I got right, to the yeah. biggest I had ever gotten right and and just totally went to food for comfort and then I just was so unhappy and I was mm. like something has to change and I started therapy and I was just like I need to I need to just change my life so how I actually did it and everything well that's in my show that's in the show that's all in the show but um, nine anyway. o'clock at the Tron nine o'clock at the Tron that's in the show yeah yeah it's interesting I chat too because you would have well, how long have you been uh, a, a comedian now how long have you been working so on the 10th of August I'm very specific here on the 10th of August it'll be seven years since I first right. did my very very first open mic so I started in Toronto yeah I was gonna say on and the then Canadians. I moved over here yeah 
I always hear about the Canadian circuit. In fact, one, I've always wanted to go to Canada, so mm. and it's a place. I never understand why a Canadian comic would come to England. So I was thinking, uh-huh. I'm going to move there. As soon as you go over there and gig, you go, oh, I got it. I think that's it. I think it's a great place to live. But to yeah. gig, the circuit is quite interesting. There's only like three clubs. It's, <laughs> it's very, very small. There mm. aren't very many clubs. And even the places pre-pandemic that had clubs, the cities... The, a lot of those have shut down. Right. So the entertainment industry as a whole and the comedy industry, there's just not many opportunities and there's nowhere really to go. So you get to a position where you go, I have to move to the States or move over here. Right. And so, you know, um, uh, there's been, yeah, like Dana Alexander, John Hastings, yeah. Mike Wilmot, Catherine Ryan, loads and loads and loads of Canadians have come over here and had success over here because the scene is so good and it's so robust and you can make a living over here. You can be a headlining top comedian in Canada and you still have to have a day job because the gigs just do not pay enough. Yeah. People over here just have such a great sense of humor and you're raised on comedy over here and raised watching panel shows and it's really valued as an art form over here. Mm. It is just not the same in Canada. So those opportunities aren't there. The entertainment industry is not there. There is no progression and that is why people just, they have to leave. If you actually want a career in entertainment, to be in Canada and stay. And, and that is a constant struggle that Canadians have going, we're losing all of our good talent to other countries because we don't have the means to do it. And the Canadians just go, meh. Because it's not recognized as an art form. It's not seen as anything. Mm. If I was doing spoken word or interpretive dance while I did it, well then, fuck yeah. They'd fund me. But right. Yeah. Well, I suppose, yeah, because my favorite comedian was Norm Macdonald. And, oh, uh, yeah. And, Great. And he had to get fame by going to America. Yeah. SNL, so many... Go through Mike that Myers. system, Mike Myers. Yeah. Well, um, you've had a four-star review today. I did have a four-star. I mean, that's Excellent. The first Congratulations. Review I've ever had. Wonderful. Ever. So first of many. First of many. Here's hoping. Yeah. And uh, are you going to get that put on a t-shirt now? <laughs> oh, I'm going to fucking tattoo it on my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Swaggering through Edinburgh. <laughs> you can better believe I've already. It's on Instagram. Oh, I'm cramming it down everyone's throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that must be a, a great relief for, for doing your first hour and something that show that is personal. Has that been yeah. a slight worry that someone may... Uh, I mean, it's such a knock to the conference anyway to have reviewers in for, you, for anything you yeah. do, but for your your first hour. Yeah, feels good just to have it and have... Yeah, like a reviewer coming in at all, let alone, you know, being able to get four stars from it. I have worked so incredibly hard on this show mm. and I have put everything in it and... I, because I've been working for the last seven years and being a circuit comic, being a club comic, that part I have nailed down, but the being a lot more personal and a lot more authentic on stage was something I felt very uncomfortable with. Right. Okay. And it was Gina Lyons. I don't know if you know her. She's yes, a fantastic um, TV comedy producer, and she's directing my show. So oh, I'm the only pretty. person she's directing this year. She directed Adam Rose's show a few years ago. She's fantastic, and she has a really great eye for talent, obviously. She picked me, but also... She just has a really great way, I think, of pulling things out of you, even when mm. you don't want to give them to her. And we really like put a together nurse a show. Of comedy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're going like, with something inside Yeah. You. So we Sounds we're both good. like so proud and protective of the show that I think mm. I th- it would be really heartbreaking to I put everything out for this show, and I think yeah. if a reviewer came in and went meh two stars, I would it would hurt. And and you would hurt them. And I, yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't because I don't leave fingerprints and stuff like that, but I would hire someone to hurt them. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> not that stupid. No, it's, 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 a, it's a tough thing to put yourself out there, but it's also, it also must be a big relief to go. And how are you finding, uh, it sounds a ridiculous question, how are you finding being on stage for an hour 
yeah. doing the same thing every day? How, I mean, we're only a few days in, but how yeah. is that? How, is it starting to develop already? Is it moving in yeah, directions? Yeah, there's already a couple changes that I've put into the show. Tighten it up a little bit, trying to cut some of the fat and make it like so every sort of word or you know action or act out or whatever is intentional on the show mm. but it feels really good i love it at at home in canada when i do headline it's 45 minutes you're on stage four yeah so the length of time was never something that i have an issue with mm-hmm. it's more it was more of the cutting it down to be honest and my problem is that i enjoy it so much and i get so into it and i can be very loud and you know like tonight i'm hosting spank for two and a half hours until two thirty in the morning and I'm doing compilation shows. I'm doing all these other things to promote. Mm. My problem is I'm already feeling my voice yeah. is is hurting a little bit. So I actually love, love, love doing it. If I had it my way, I'd be on stage all the time. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't even hear my voice is gone already and we're three I days I just assumed in. it was sexy and raspy all the time. No, I like to. It sounds great with these headphones on. God, I'd like to bang myself. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's, uh, yeah, no, this is just a week, a week through, I think. Yeah, a weak larynx and uh, friends that you've met on the circuit. Are you, yeah, um, have you got people here that you 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 plan to sort of hang out with and yeah. you can chat and help each other through the month? Exactly, I do. I have some really good people here who, you know, it's not all the bullshit conversations. It's not all just yeah. comedy talk. We can have real conversations and hang out. Right, I, I live with people. Luckily, we're not coming in and going. So how many in? Yeah, we'll exa- exactly. Chat, yeah. No one wants your fucking show report. No one gives a shit. No, no. Like. I don't care. I'd rather go like, you know, how you doing? What's happening? Or just talk about all of the things that actually matter in life. It's not yeah. jumping around on stage being clowns for people. Uh, that does matter. That does matter. I'm sorry. If we're you don't saving like it, life. Kate. Why don't you just go back to Canada <laughs> with your three gigs? Go back where you came from. <laughs> and so when you came over here, uh, to start working on the circuit, did you find because obviously you're an established actor, you know it's not like you're starting from uh, obviously base level, but did you find it was a fast progression or did people still, was it still a bit of a struggle to convince people? Oh, still that, a struggle. Yeah. Because yeah. they, they don't know me from anyone. Yeah. The one good thing. Um, you know, Alison June Smith, Dana yeah. Alexander, Mike Wilmot, all of these Canadians, John Hastings, everyone who mm. came before me who are Canadians have done so well over here. Yeah. And I think been so great that there is sort of a little bit of a built in trust already with Canadian acts yeah, yeah. who come over here. I still, I only got passed to do weekends, at, paid weekends at the comedy store two weeks ago. So right. it's taken me three and a half years to get passed at the comedy store. And it's, so I'm still fully going and yeah, yeah. I'm fully trying to just establish myself over here. A lot of people don't know who I am, which That's is good. fine and, you know, fair. Yeah, but and, and they soon will. Hopefully. Especially after this run. Four star review, baby. Four stars. <laughs> Only on day five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's brilliant. Kate, would you please, uh, would you uh, just say the name of your show again, uh, what time it's on and where it's at? Yes. So my show is called Kate Barron, Losing Myself. It's on every night till the 28th, except for the 15th. It's on at 9 p.m. at the Tron. And it is six pounds in advance or pay what you want. So just come for free and throw some money in the bucket so I don't have to start an OnlyFans. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that also, that's part of your OnlyFans, money in a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> One hell of a show. Um, Kate, thanks so much. Thank uh, you good for having the rest me. Of the run. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening again. Do add us on all the socials at Fringe Binge Pod. Uh, tell us who you'd like to hear from in the uh, upcoming episodes. Loads more amazing guests to come every single day. You're welcome. I've been Phil Ellis. You've been wonderful. 